Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, Ian Morris. And you can't tell... But I am up in Scotland. That's the cold part of the British Isles, Ian. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, it's cold all over. It's cold down here, but I can, I can, I can only imagine what you're going through up there. Parts of my body that once descended have decided to go back to their older positions, <laughs> such as the depth of the frost here. It is a very chilly place to be, but a wonderful place to be. I'm actually staying with my brother and... I'm recording this for the first time from his studio, which has been a great experience. And we were talking about the £60,000 camera that I found he just has sitting here next to him on his desk. A um, Who did I say made it? Phase one. Yeah, so we're, smuggle we're talking, it back. Let me have it. We were talking about that on our, our pre-show chat uh, with, with patrons here. So I'm going to do an extra message about that, I think, in, uh, in a little bit, if I can persuade Andy to talk to us. Um, but in the interest of cracking on, as they say, I thought we should jump into our first story because Engadget wrote this week that the government is strengthening laws against the use of mobile phones while driving. Starting next year, any use of a mobile phone while driving will be deemed illegal. This includes taking photos and videos, playing games, or scrolling through playlists and other content. It's already illegal to text or make calls behind the wheel unless it's an emergency. Um, But now none of those things can be done even if the vehicle isn't moving. So even Mm. if you're sitting at, say, a red light and you want to change the song on a playlist, nope. The government's going to revise the highway code and explain that being stationary... Uh, in such a situation or being in a traffic jam, it still counts as driving, even if you're not moving and therefore using your phone illegal. If you're caught in those circumstances, you'll be fined £200, which is pretty pitiful, frankly, but you will get six points on your license, which for those aware, um, if you're a new driver, you're basically going to get your license revoked. And uh, isn't it 12 points on a license total and you basically get a ban for driving so you are going to get into a lot of trouble now there are a handful of exceptions one is if you're paying for something in a card reader uh for example if you're at a Uh, motorway top yeah yeah then okay to get your phone out for that and you can still use the devices if they're hands-free so if it's cradled then it's okay but you cannot be holding it, basically. Your hands must be as far removed from the equation as is is possible. So um, uh, Snail Scribbles in the chat asks if you're using a touchscreen in the car. As far as I'm aware, that would count as hands-free. It's ironic that it involves your hands. But the idea, I think, is that they don't want you holding your phone for anything. Makes sense. It's very bad. It's extremely distracting. And whilst I don't do it, obviously I have done it, occasionally if something you know like if there's some sort of reason to do it like 
I, well, obviously, this change means that you won't be able to do it, say, if you're stopped at traffic lights or in a traffic jam. Now, I don't know about you, but if I'm in a traffic jam and, you know, the handbrake's on and the car's stopped, I, I don't think it's particularly dangerous to, <clears throat> I don't know, skip an advert on a podcast or something like that. That said, I got a cradle exactly for this reason. And at, when I found out about this law change, I started to think about um, using Siri to uh to to you know play a podcast or something like that because actually it, it is capable of doing that and it's probably better to instruct it to play something than to mess around anyway so uh, that seems to be like a decent solution i think so i think so i'm amazed that it is still possible for people to get away with playing games at a red light I just can't like they're addressing that as a as a as a as a problem here. It's specified. What game do you need to play at a red light? What could be that important? Uh, I I don't I can't think of anything. Um, like you know, really, uh, it, traffic lights are boring for sure, but you should be concentrating. The traffic lights take ten seconds. 30 seconds maybe oh, at a busy oft, road. Often, yes. I mean, often. And I, I mean, I, I, there is no excuse for ever playing a game when you're in charge of a vehicle at all. Um, you know, that, obviously there, there is a fine line because as you're driving, um, you know, there might be a reason for you to need to change the satellite navigation or something like that. Um, or, or, you know, um, I don't know, adjust something. Uh, volume maybe if you can't hear what the sat nav's saying so i can sort of see why people end up doing it but of course you know not holding onto the phone is the key um and um i I suppose in a way a lot of this applies more to modern cars because a lot they tend to have wireless charging and stuff like that so you'd be inclined to put your phone down in the little wireless charger and then if you need to make any changes it's not like you know Whereas I've got a cradle, a lot of people probably wouldn't have because they like to charge their phone. So I can see how it might become an increasing problem with people going, oh, I'll just quickly put in a, I need petrol, I'll put in a petrol station to the sat-nav or whatever. Um, But of course, a lot of people will be using their car's displays. And as far as I know, that's absolutely fine as well. Well, a lot of people are going to get six points on their license then. Which for some people... I think, yeah, it's possible. I mean, yes. You're basically, you're saying from January, which is when this is going to come into force, you are risking being at a red light, doing something on your phone. And thanks to being at a red light, it's quite easy to take pictures of you. Um, Yeah. And you know what, as well, the police will prosecute you if someone takes a photograph of you doing that. Well, that's ironic because how who, how are you going to take a photo? Surely by doing that, you're going to also incriminate yourself. I tell you who does it a lot and oh. and um, that are cyclists because well, they have they have cameras on that so they record video. So what they do is they'll see you on your phone and then they'll look over at your number plate and then they'll just send that clip to the police. Now, I I'm not pro people messing around with their phones when they're driving, but I also am fundamentally. Uh, opposed to ratting people in for things um so i don't like it but i you know if if it saves lives then i guess the argument sort of goes away doesn't it there's a a a guy on youtube who does it a lot he goes there's a there's a road in london where they changed it to um it has a it has a a median in the middle and it's um it's two-way traffic but a lot of people seem to be skipping on the wrong side of the road and driving and then turning right. And so this guy just sits there 
uh, he, he works during the day and then, uh, you know, mornings and after evenings, he's, he will be at that junction and he will, sta- he will put his bike in the road to stop them from coming on. And then he sends that footage to the police and they prosecute. He's got, he's racked up something like £60,000 worth of fines from the, for people. Insanity. But I mean, also, don't do it. It's a very clear road direction. I can't, I, I really can't understand how people do that and think it's acceptable. He must be a fun guy to have at a party. I mean, if you see him interviewed, he's been on this morning and stuff like that. It, he can't, you kind of take his point in a way. It, it is annoying, but actually there isn't an excuse for it. Like you shouldn't on your phone. He, he got Guy Ritchie uh, banned from driving. Wow. Because he, he cycled up beside him and saw him on the phone and sort of knocked on the window, had a conversation with him and sent the footage to the police and they, uh, they banned him. <laughs> Well, court did. Absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, as Adam says in chat, snitches get stitches. <laughs> Ian Morris, yeah, 2021. I mean, look, I, there's a fine line. I, I, I can, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't personally involve myself in other people's affairs. That said, when I was driving recently in Surbiton, I was sitting waiting at a pedestrian crossing for some people to cross. And this van, uh, this sort of lorry, small lorry came up next to me and just drove around me and i was incensed and if i'd had a dash cam i probably would have sent that to the police because that is really dangerous because he couldn't see if someone was coming like crossing the road from my from you know the side that i would have been blocking from his perspective he would have no way of knowing yeah i mean that that to me that was you know absolutely illegal and, comp- you're, and, and completely you're, irresponsible. You're doing that as just... a favour to other people because well, that person is doing something that at some yeah. point could cause an accident, could cause injury to other people. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 that, it could be fatal quite easily. And I, obviously I have children. I know what children are like. But they've also been told that crossing a Pelican Crossing is how you're supposed to do it. So I, I was incensed by that. So that, there, are, there are some exceptions. I, you know, if I, if I saw someone doing... 60 and a 50 i'm not interested you know but if i if there was something that was really 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 badly dangerous i I would take a slightly different approach with it snail scribbles in chat says someone did that to me at a junction once pulled out in front of a car nearly crashed did he think i was sitting at the junction for fun yeah i mean i suppose he could have thought you were sitting there doing playing candy crush or pokemon but more likely that was i was exactly i i felt exactly that range of emotions i was incensed it was like what do you think i'm doing buddy like i'm in, in as much rush as anyone always i'm always in a rush i'm never on time for anything so yeah, I, I was like, I, I want to go too, but obviously these people are crossing and the, the law of crossings is you have to wait for the person's feet to be on the pavement before you can go. I pride yes. myself with understanding the highway code a reasonable amount. Well, um, you mentioned cyclists, which intrigues me because oh, one thing that I kind of wish this law should apply to, and maybe it does, that I'm just not aware of it, is cyclists using their phones? Because mm, I, I see this does, but they could so get pulled over. often in London. Usually younger people, I have to say. It mm. tends to be younger people on, on bikes. I see people multiple times a day in cities, in London that is, on busy roads with no hands on the handlebars, yeah. texting on their phone. Now, I don't want to sound cavalier, but they are the people for whom... I have significantly less sympathy when they get hit by cars. 
Because if you're not paying attention on you're on a bike in London, you, you're insane because that is yeah. so dangerous. It's like you are, you know, if you end up only injuring yourself, you have yourself to blame, but you are risking other people's lives. And that is so selfish and irresponsible. Yeah, as and to not be... just that. Imagine imagine how you feel if as a driver, you're, you're, you're the person that hits a cyclist. You know, it doesn't matter if they're not paying attention. Like you're still going to feel awful about it. And it's still, you know, that might even be your fault, maybe. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it... it, it, it because obviously the the softer the person the softer the thing the more they have right of way so you know pedestrians take precedent over cyclists and you know and and cyclists take precedence over cars that's just the way that the uk rules work which i think is very sensible but even so if you know if you've done nothing wrong and some cyclist just careens across two lanes of traffic and you clip him i mean you know that could be fatal and you've got that on your conscience for the rest of your life it would be a horrible experience I think, I, I, and I see it so often, and I'm seeing it more often as well on e-scooters, which, um, breaking news here, ladies and gentlemen, I'm getting a bit fed up of e-scooters. Oh, really? Crikey. Yes. Um, I, um, I'm, I, I'm, the other day, again, I saw two young people cycle, uh, cycle, scoot past um, the police, and I think they were caught but it was two young lads on the same scooter going across bank <laughs> station crossroads, which is oh one of Lord. the busiest intersections in the centre of the city. And they ran a red light, two of them on one scooter, and going straight past the police. I mean, you've got to frankly, admire the brass yeah. balls of those people, haven't you? I mean, it was. I mean, I I looked at the police as if. To, I wanted to try and catch their eyes, and, and but I saw that they saw them, and I saw them radio. My assumption is that they radioed ahead, but I followed Maybe. those kids on the cycle to see where they were going, and they went quite a long way on that scooter together. I got, I, I turned off when I got to Liverpool Street Station, which is about half a mile away, and they were still going. My only hope is that that person, that police officer, had radioed ahead because that was so dangerous. And yeah. so irresponsible. And as someone who had generally championed e-scooters in terms of their potential um, at one point, to me is like that is the reason why they have to be tightly controlled because, you know, that would be bad on a bike. But it's particularly yeah. dangerous on a on But, a you know, re- regulations aren't going to mean anything to these people. Yeah. It's just not going to make any difference. But this ties back to the, the, the rule change here is that the fine in a car for using your phone at a red light from next year is is minimal 200 quid is not really i wouldn't say that's minimal that's quite a lot of money to most people no i i would i disagree in comparison to six penalty points on your license is what i mean like if you're gonna get stiffed with one or two of those anyone's gonna pick the 200 quid over getting six points on your license which could for a lot of people mean a driving ban right yeah um so, but the equivalent for a bicycle, if it's only 200 quid, I don't know that's enough to, to, for people to be deterred unless they're seeing people get caught. But I kind of feel this needs to be approached for cyclists as well in a way that can be enforced like it can in cars. It's just my thought. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't think, I don't think I've, I'd ever have an argument if, if it's aimed at making roads safer. My big problem is that the police already aren't doing a good enough job with this. There are not enough police actually out on the roads. They are very reliant on static speed cameras, um, you know, uh, police vans, which are 
out in annoying amounts. You know, they, they just want the easy money from revenue generation, from speeding fines. Like, this is actually something that... I mean, obviously, that speed is dangerous, but it, I would say it's far less dangerous than knobbing around on your phone. Um, I've probably told you this before, but I've got this weird obsession with watching YouTube videos of car accidents, um, you know, because there's a lot of dash cams in the world these days. And the, some of the <laughs> stuff that you see... Christmas must be bloody fun around at your place. <laughs> I mean... It's insane, particularly in America, where I would describe American roads as complicated, needlessly so. Um, they're often very wide, four lanes or whatever, you know, even just in cities, you might have four lanes. Um, lots of turnings, lots of weird rules about how you turn, like a four-way stop in America means you have to make eye contact with everyone else at the junction, and the first person there got, gets to go first, like get around about guys come on this is just so much easier um but I, I watched some of these things and of course they're all driving these massive truck things as well which have phenomenal amounts of inertia like you know you you put a truck at you know a, a, a an suv or a uh you know a ford f-150 or whatever at 100 you know, 70 miles an hour or whatever that is a lot of weight to stop and most brakes aren't great at it. So you do see a lot of footage of people, you know, sitting at traffic lights and then just suddenly have got a track, truck up the backside. It's horrifying. But um, they're also absolutely appalling with phones. See so many things of people playing with phones and, you know, sitting in their car seats as if they're in their lounge. It's like, this is driving. It's, uh, it's not supposed to be comfortable. It's supposed to be a, 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 an experience where you're paying complete attention at all times you need your wits about you and i think increasingly people just sort of feel that they're so safe in their cars because they've got you know radar sensors that help them break in an emergency and you know uh maybe even sort of uh some form of autonomy in their car that lets them just set a speed and go it breeds contempt is what it does nate and people need to be paying attention even if you're enjoying cars that have these features it should be just to take the stress off you not to actually replace you as a driver ridiculous well the uh a link shared by nick in our live chat just now um to uh statista which i use myself for that's very good 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 resource um contributing factors leading to road accidents in great britain in 2019 a share of just under 40% of all road accidents in Great Britain were caused by the driver or rider not looking properly. Mm. Um, exceeding the speed limit was the factor leading to only 6% of accidents in Great Britain. So that would explain part of the reason for maybe increasing the focus on people who are doing things that could be determined as not paying attention because it causes so many more accidents than pure speeding which supports yeah, your argument, I, mean, I suppose. Yeah, yes, but, um, I, I mean, obviously, speeding is it can be really bad, especially if it's in the wrong place. But if you're doing 90 on a motorway, I, I don't think you're really endangering many people. If you're doing 40 and a 30, that's completely different. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, that's what's happening. This new rule will be coming in force in January. We'll have a link to the stories that we have referenced here at uktechshow.com forward slash episodes look for episode 257 that's where you'll find the links to everything we discuss for this episode anyway or it'll be in the mp3 description if you want to know more and if you'd like to tell us what you think about this pull over 
pull your handbrake up, <laughs> get out of the car, and then email us. Hello at UKTechShow.com. Uh, the ludicrous number of streaming services in the world is something I think we've talked about quite a bit on this show, but I've been reminded of it again this week um, because of a couple of events, actually. Uh, first of all, Sky uh, has now launched Peacock, which is uh, a streaming service owned by the parent company of Sky, Comcast, um, and it brings a selection of ad-supported shows uh, to some Sky customers for free. Um that service might launch in its own app at some point in the future, but for now it's exclusive to Sky. Um, and that ties into the other piece of devastating news uh, that dealt a blow to fans of the show Star Trek Discovery this week. Um, season four was supposed to launch last Thursday. So what date was that? Uh, was it the 16th or something? Uh, 18th, oh, no, no, 18th. Yeah. So it's supposed to launch on the 18th. On Tuesday... <laughs> They announced that it wouldn't be coming to Netflix and Discovery would be completely removed from Netflix that day. So at 12 o'clock Pacific time in the US, all gone. No Discovery on on Netflix anymore. Absolutely. People were all over Twitter. It was an absolute scene. Um, In the US, obviously Star Trek shows are all owned by CBS, uh, which is you know, uh, has Paramount Plus. Um, for the rest of the world, apart from Canada, where things are a bit more complicated, Netflix has always been the home of Trek for things like Star Trek Next Generation, Voyager. Uh, those shows are staying on Netflix for now, but it's inevitable that at some point in the future that deal will expire, and I presume those will all move to Paramount Plus as well. Um, Sky has done another deal with CBS to include Paramount Plus, that, but apparently that won't happen until next year. Um, Sky is involved because it sells ads on all these services as part of its big deal Um, and so then it will be certain customers I believe it's Sky Cinema subscribers will get access to the service for free Um, the problem here is actually that um, in addition to taking it off Netflix Paramount Plus is launching in the UK and across Europe but it's not launching in the rest of the world as far as I know so that leaves whole countries full of people who probably quite like Star Trek Discovery who actually now won't be allowed to watch it at all legally and I'm sure you Nate as I have got used to the idea of piracy being defeated in the way that we always said it would be by providing the shows to people that they want to watch in a timely manner this was always our argument when we would you know download things because we just couldn't see them now we can see them and we're paying for these services and now they want us to pay for another five services um, do you want me to yes. tell you how many services you'd need in the UK if you wanted to watch every Star Trek? Go on. You'd need Paramount Plus for Discovery and Prodigy. Prodigy is right. the new animated one for kids. Uh, Amazon Prime has Picard and Lower Decks. Lower Decks is the animated sort of slightly funny uh, show. It's really good. Uh, and you'd need Netflix for the original series, The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager and Enterprise. The good ones then. Yeah. I just finished DS9. We were talking for the first about time this. ever. Yeah, I. Um, we'll come I, back to it though. We'll come yeah, back to it. I don't know. I don't know. I want to. I want to know what you think about this nonsense. Well, I mean, this is something we're just going to get used to seeing a lot more of. I just yeah. can't see this as any other uh, other way around it. The devil's advocate in me also thinks this is a prime 
innovation opportunity because what you're essentially now needing is as a service that wraps around all of these yeah that says well we, we you know you, you pay us and we pay the others and if you come to us we'll sort it all out where the actual stream comes from on the right but you pay us and we direct you to these other channels which obviously is very difficult to exist and it's one of the reasons why it, it doesn't um, but it basically brings us back to the reason why the old cable boxes and part of the model that the US had um, works so well here or uh, worked so well for a long time because you buy your your box and you say I want the entertainment pack or I want the films pack or the sports package or whatever and all of your channels are what are now essentially these standalone subscription services and that worked well because then it stopped you having to think about this nonsense you just and that and, and that's exactly what Sky is positioning itself as I mean okay there's a great advantage so I checked out Peacock on Sky. Um, it's a bit weird, to be honest, because I, I don't know about you, I don't know how your brain works, but I like to go into a specific service and I roughly know what I'm going to find in that service. The way that Sky has done it with Peacock is it's sort of integrated into everything else. So you kind of have to search for shows. You can browse, but it's very complicated. But obviously Sky is owned by Comcast, which owns uh, NBC. So Peacock is makes sense for that to be as part of this service. Um, I, I do think that Sky is onto a winner here because it is just going to take all that content and just continue to provide it to people in the same way it always has. Um, so assuming that they can persuade these companies that, hey, hey, we'll give you more money than you would get from subscribers or we'll do it in addition to subscribers, I think they're onto an absolute winner. Um, I, that wouldn't work necessarily for Netflix. I mean, you can get Netflix through Sky, but it's not free, I don't think. Um, so, you know, it, it, it is it is a clever system and I think Sky is smart to do it. I just wonder why Virgin isn't also doing the same thing. Yes. Uh, Nick says in, in the chat, downside for the channels is they don't get all the customer data and that's very yep. true, but they are getting the money. Well, actually, ten- no. I mean, I, I think you prob- they probably are getting the customer data because I would imagine that would be part of the deal. For a start, I imagine that the content is probably streaming from their services anyway. I don't know because Sky is inserting adverts in uh, the Peacock content, which you wouldn't get if you were a subscriber to Peacock. But it could be that that's part of the deal. That they well, even um, if you're even if you pay for Sky, you're seeing ads. Have you never used Sky, Nate? It is no. it is absolutely chock full of ads. Yeah. Never, so I was I pay, watching... if I pay for something and I see an ad, I unsubscribe. Um. Well. Uh, <laughs> don't ads. get Sky. I'm not. I'm sure you weren't in any, any danger of doing so. But yeah. Um full of ads and it's really annoying as well and it's not like it's not even like tv because with tv you got you sort of trained yourself you knew when an advert was coming because you'd see like uh there'd be a a screen that's you know name of the show or maybe has a sponsor bit and then you know when to hit fast forward and then you see it again and you know to hit play again it doesn't really work like that with these sort of ad inserted things on streaming services because they just the ad just appears there's no sort of easing you into it. It's just like one minute you're watching a show and the next there's an ad in your face. Um, so it's actually quite traumatic. I and mean, you can fast forward them, but it's um, it's annoying. And I think Paramount Plus and um, Peacock, I think both have ad-supported tiers in the US. That's obviously quite a different business model to Amazon Prime and Netflix, which are obviously pitched as premium services that don't have any ads at all. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. Surely here, then, we are, we're going to get to the point where it's going to push some people 
back to piracy or it's mm -hmm. going to push some people to paying to download things. I noticed John in our chat says he's waiting for Discovery Season 4 to come to iTunes. I have to say, I've done similar uh, myself. Like I have a home media server that I've recently moved to a brand new hard disk using a different service. And a lot of the shows that are on there are ones that I bought from iTunes, stripped the DRM, put them on my own server because I'm fed up of having to think about what service do I get this from? What service do I get that from? No, I'm gonna, I'll buy your show and I'll strip the DRM as the law says I can in this country and I will put it on my media server. Thank you very much. Now cancel my subscription. And I have yeah. recently canceled one of my subscriptions. I'm debating Which how one? many Apple TV. Uh, that plus. doesn't surprise me in a way because there's no, but not tell you that much I'm, on Apple TV plus that I would think you would enjoy. I will, I will be questioning Disney plus next year. I will be questioning Netflix, though Netflix is much harder to justify because there are so much on there and there are so many things that are only on Netflix. But a lot of the stuff that I like watching is quite old. A lot of it you can you can uh you can buy, buy and, yeah. and and put on a server for not that much money. Well also and it's, bear yeah. in mind that some of your favourite shows, like say the US Office, that's um I think I think it was an NBC. It was definitely on NBC. I think it was an NBC produced show as well. So I've that will end up them. on. No, oh, fine. I've, I've but that will end up on Paramount Plus. So yeah, if you were relying on Netflix for that, then yeah, okay, fine. No, I, That's I fine. bought them all on, on iTunes. You know, because they they so regularly do these like fifty percent off deals. These crazy, crazy, crazy deals. So things yeah. like Buffy and The Office and Voyager and I'm trying to think what else recently that I've removed the DRM from The Orville. Um, you know that Seth MacFarlane series, like yeah, all of these stuff. Awful. I just they pop up at half price. Absolute steal! You get like the entire season, every every episode for like twenty five pounds. Discovery is forty quid for the first three seasons. I mean, I suppose that's not bad, but it seems if you expensive. really like the show already, yeah. And this is the thing: it becomes I don't. Much, I hate much, Discovery. It's awful. <laughs> it becomes harder to justify when you don't know if you like the show. Like I do this when I know I like the show. I've seen it yeah. already, and I've been introduced to it. And I'm like, "Yep, I like that. I'll probably want to watch it again." Or it's one that's got a lot of rewatch value, like The Office, and you see the entire season pack for like twenty five, thirty quid. It's like, "Yep, I'm going to watch that loads over the coming many, many years." So I'll buy it strip the drm done no complaints yeah so, i get i mean it's that that makes sense and i mean i the fact that you can strip the drm is great i i, I sort of wish they'd do the same thing they did with music and just get rid of it completely because let's be honest if you want to watch something on if you want to get a torrent of something it's not difficult so why bother with the drm at all like just take the same approach with music and, and let people enjoy yeah. it wherever they want I think we've moved past it because of the move to streaming. I, I sort of feel like that's not going to happen now, but there was a long period where I, I, I assumed it would. Um, but, you know, it's just it's just one of these things. Like stripping the DRM for me is, is often more convenient because I know that the files are all kind of studio original source files. There's no messing around there. Yeah. Like they're, they're the versions that are being sold. So that's what I'm going to do. Or I've done the thing where, I'm, I think we've talked about this on the show before, where in fact, maybe quite recently, actually, buying an old DVD that's got some alternative versions on that you can't even get on streaming services. The only way to get those is to buy the disc and rip them yourselves. Mm. And, and I've done that too. And, and so I've got a very, very healthy media server full of stuff from all over the place. But it's all in one place and I don't have to worry about it going away. 
So yeah, um, and that's well, we- and that's a really good point because it because no, nothing's forever anymore. If you rely on streaming services, like I I was able to watch Discovery until Tuesday, and now if I wanted to go back and watch it, I can't. I haven't any way to do it unless I buy the whole thing. And as I said, I don't actually enjoy it anyway. It's a painful show to watch that I only endure because I will watch anything with Star Trek written on it. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, if you have an opinion on this, then obviously let us know. Hello at UKTechShow.com. You can all but guarantee that Ian will be keeping his beady little eyes. And trust me, I've known Ian for a very long time and his (laughs) eyes, they are beady. That's uh, very charming of you to say. They really are. um, Some of the moistest balls in the industry. And they're always pointed towards the latest happenings in streaming. So Ian will be keeping them trained on this over the coming months and years my harbles they're on it (laughs) i trust your balls are always upon the most important things they are the zeitgeist really very much so your your viewing spheres (laughs) i'd like to take sight spheres is that what you call your balls Uh, sometimes balls balls of eye (laughs) balls of eye yeah yeah oh goodness me uh, Can I also just say, that, and I you probably didn't notice this, but that my uh, amp went off again during the first section of the show, uh, and and I and it, I got managed to get it on just as you were saying, um, who uh, who would play a game at a red light, um, and and it was seamless, wasn't it? No one noticed. I didn't notice. <laughs> I was like, oh no, not again, because if it had gone off like it went off last time, that would have been bad. But uh, I did manage to get it. Yeah. Uh, Nick says I've had a couple of audio glitches. Well, what's a couple of audio glitches between friends? I will say that's probably unrelated to the amp because the two and the mic of the amp are not related to each other. They go to different things. So uh, that might just be bad mic, bad connection. I don't know. It shouldn't be like it on the recording. Oh, that's good. By the way, just before you joined the show, we did have the briefest instance of a conversation about boat-shaped head. No, how could I have missed such a thing? Well, it's because somebody, I think possibly Adam, uh, had asked why our backup recorder is a bot named Craig, and is and uh, wondered if it was related to an old school friend. It's uh, it's actually a third party service that we use, um, and the developer calls the app, calls the bot, Craig. Uh, but but boat shaped head's you real name uh, was, was was Craig. Good old BSH. Oh, so it is weirdly relevant, even though it's not deliberately so. Yes, in a sense, in a sense, yes. And I'm currently using a Shaw microphone. Um, but it's S-H-U-R-E. I won't go down that road. I know people <laughs> immediately stop listening forward slash divorce me. I'd like to take a quick moment to thank our patrons for supporting us directly, such as Al Struthers, Richard Taylor, and John Evans, uh, some long-running patrons there. Uh, and if you're one of the many others, this is, of course, your extended ad-free version of the show, and you're about to hear this week's third discussion story. If you're not a patron yet, though, and have been enjoying text message uh, for the price of a coffee or two for Ian and I every month, you can get access to our full length ad free show. Listen and chat with us as we record live and get our Patreon exclusive show extra message, which as long as I can persuade my brother to do in a few minutes time when we finish recording this episode is going to be about this. The Phase One camera, £60,000 camera that apparently is just sitting here next to my smoothie. Uh, we're going to talk about that on an extra message. Uh, but anyway, you'll be supporting Ian and I and getting a lot more of what we do. And you can learn more at patreon.com forward slash UK tech. Well, Ian, we've got a bit of a special treat. We're going to hear from a slightly different voice about oh. what's been happening in the wider world of tech news this week. Not Tom Merritt, but in fact, Sarah Lane. 
Hey everyone, Sarah Lane here. This week on Daily Tech News Show, we talked about the latest we know about chips that will power future Apple cars. We try to make sense of the Amazon Visa kerfuffle, why Dan Compost loves his Xiaomi tablet, Meta's new hand-controlled VR plans, and why you should tip your cafeteria robot. All that and more at dailytechnewsshow.com. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> and I can't imagine a situation where I would, but I think Sarah Lane's going to tell us. Yes, I th- well, I think specifically <laughs> she did on Friday. Right, yes. Um, yes, no, thank you, Sarah. And thank you, uh, the wider DTNS family for cross-promoting us. Ian, I have no other thanks to give, but it's been a great show this week. I've deeply enjoyed your presence. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for referring to how moist your eyeballs are at one point. <laughs> well, you sort um, of, you said they were, what was it? Um, pig, uh, piggy eyeballs or something, was it? No, Is that I, what you said? I, I said they were, I said you had beady eyeballs. Beady eyes. Yeah, that's, that's got some negative connotations. However, I will allow it because I know you and I do have beady eyes and I do yeah. view the world with great suspicion. Yeah, well, that's what we need. More people like you. Um, but thank you, everybody, for listening. And unless there's anything else, we will we see don't, you. We absolutely don't need more people like me. I can tell you that. You've sort of seen some of the arguments I've got into on Twitter this week about absolutely nothing. Okay, well, that's what I'll be doing when I finish recording this podcast, <laughs> which is now. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.